You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 203. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and this is a special Friday edition where we share stories of people in our community, women in our community who have had success with the hope that uh, you will learn from their success. You will learn from you know the mistakes that they've made or the um, lessons that they've learned. You can learn them a little bit quicker through vicariously, then you don't have to do necessarily do everything. I realized, um, you know, we've been doing the podcast now we're in, in, you know, our two hundreds, uh, episodes. And I realized that, you know, I have a lot to say and I have a lot of wisdom and perspective and <laughs> I don't know everything. Shocker. And I haven't had every experience. And so, you know, one of the reasons we have been doing the, I did it series is to, um, allow you to hear stories of other women and, you know, start to realize, Hey, that woman is a lot like me and she did it. So I can do it too. So there's absolutely this element of, you know, seeing other women be successful helps you to believe that it's possible for you. And then the second reason that we do these episodes is because I believe that, um, other people have a lot of wisdom that I don't have. And specifically when we talk about different situations or unique scenarios, other people can speak to these things better than I can, especially if it's their life experience. You know, I've never been 50 years old. I've never had hypothyroidism. And so I love bringing women on to be able to give a perspective from, from that, you know, that area. So today on the podcast, we have Beth Credendon, and she is going to talk about her experience of realizing and, and really digging deep on her why. So in Macros 101, one of the first things that we do is help you to discover what's the why, like what's the why behind why said, said why a lot of times, what is the why behind the reason that you are doing this? Why do you want to reach this goal? What's driving you? What's motivating you? And we do some work to dig deep and, and really find the root of, of what's driving you. And that can be a challenging process for some, some people don't struggle with it. Some people struggle a little bit more, but when you find that why it, it becomes like this beacon, it becomes this driving force and it, it's like throwing gas on a fire. It just kind of accelerates everything. And it's one of the reasons it's so important. And one of the reasons I spend time with clients helping them to do it. So um, I wanted to share Beth's story because she has a really awesome experience of what she came into the program thinking was her why when upon further investigation actually wasn't. And she landed on a, on a much deeper and more motivating why. And so I want you to hear her experience of going through that realization and, and what actually is driving her and, and driving the, the goals that she has set for herself. So let's jump into that interview with Beth. I'm so excited to have Beth on the podcast. Beth, welcome to the podcast. 
Hi, so I'm glad to be here. I'm I'm excited to have you share your story. We're going to talk about some things that um, come up for a lot of people as they're going through their journey. And I think hearing from someone who's been there and done that can be really powerful. So before we dive into um, some of those things, can you just tell us just a little bit about you um, and maybe a little bit about what you have struggled with in the past, you know, before you came into Macros 101? Yeah, so I am 39. I'm a mom of three girls, twin seven-year-olds and a 10-year-old, and I've uh, been married for 15 years, and I work part-time as a nurse practitioner at a pediatric office. Oh, I love um, it. Love the yeah. medical, the medical people that <laughs> Yeah. And then what felt hard for you? Where do you? What were you really feeling like you were struggling with coming into program? Yeah. So I had had like prior to coming into macros 101, I in 2020 during the pandemic did some online nutrition classes that kind of started touching on some mental aspects. Um, and that was kind of a turning point, um, but barely scratched the surface at that time. And then uh, 2021 last year, at the very beginning of the year, I uh, with my gym joined a challenge and had my macros set for me. Um, and it was, I was mostly focused on calorie up in the calories and protein. And I kept with that and saw some progress and then saw a plateau and was like, I don't know what to do now. What do I do now? Um, yeah. What do I do now? Yeah. And I had just come into, um, Instagram and found you on Instagram and heard some of your podcasts too, and started thinking about the macros one in one program you were talking about. And I was like, Oh, she's talking about, I can become my own macro scientist and I can adjust my macros learning uh, my body's own feedback. And I was very um, intrigued and interested. So I joined um, macros fall last year, 2021 after joining the five day challenge. And that's kind of where, where I started. Um, I didn't realize what my, that that wasn't my biggest struggle until I got into the program. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about that because that, that is a somewhat common experience of what you think that you're coming in to learn. Isn't always what you actually need to learn. Yeah. And yeah. that can be, you know, a powerful experience. So, so share a little bit about that. What was that, you know, realization that you had that maybe there's something else here that you needed to work on? Yeah. So, um, just getting into the program, um, I realized that some of my biggest struggles was that I was really good at picking the weeds. Um, I can take action. I can pick the weeds. I can do all the things. I can make the list. Um, but it was realizing that I had a lot of mental blocks that um, were the roots that you talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and that kind of led me to how um, I struggled with figuring out my big why. Um, and being the, the person that I am, I wanted to follow all the, you wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it right. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I can't even get started with this program because mm -hmm. I can't even figure out my big why. And then I don't know if it was a module or a coaching call, but you had said, you don't have to know your big why to get started. Just take action and it will come to you. And that is exactly what happened. I just started taking action um, and it, it came to me. Um, awesome. 
So just to give a little context for people who are listening who are in Macros 101, one of the very first things that we have you do as you come into the program is, is a lot of foundational work. Because what I found is, is when I start to teach you about the nutrition and about macros and about all the sciencey stuff, that that stuff isn't going to stick unless we do this like pre-work. It's kind of like you can't go on to calculus until you've first done algebra. You got to do algebra first. And so uh, at the very beginning, we do a lot of that work of figuring out why are you doing this? What's what's the goal? What are you trying to accomplish? What are your non-negotiables? Um, filling out your miracle scale. Some of these like foundational things that um, when you when you do those first, when you get to the other content, it starts to stick a little bit better. And one of those things that we do is what we call the big why is, is figuring out why are you doing this? And usually why you're doing it is not what you, the reason you think why you're doing it. And so we do a little bit of work of like actually digging deep to figure that out. And, um, you know, you're like many people who, when you first start that discovery process, it doesn't quite come initially. Like it's like, I'm digging, I'm digging, but I'm not figuring out what is actually that, that, that deep rooted stuff. And it sometimes takes time. And so, uh, yeah, I do. I'm like, get started. A lot of people discover their big why through the process, not necessarily right at the beginning of the process. So, can you talk to us a little bit about maybe what you thought maybe your big why was before and then what came up for you during the program and and what was that experience like of of having that aha moment of like oh this is this is what's important to me yeah so i really you know attributed my big why to i want to be healthy i want to set a good example for my family um i've always enjoyed and have a passion for health and fitness. And I just feel better when I exercise and eat right. And those were just a lot of my, you know, whys. And they were all the feel good whys and Mm -hmm. um, kind of the, the easy whys. Um, And I didn't have to dig deep for those. Um, I didn't have to acknowledge any of the, of the roots. Um, And it was my big why really came to me after I was, we were several weeks into the program and we were, I was, I was going for a run and I had all these thoughts like swirling in my brain. I think I had just listened to some of the self-sabotaging information and I just found myself running faster. Like I was trying to, it was like, I kept running faster. Like I was just trying to run away from the thoughts that were swirling around in my brain, the thoughts of like, negative body image and disordered eating and restrictions and feeling guilty. And, um, just all these things I've placed on myself and allowed on myself for so long, just feeling like I was never doing enough or that I needed to do more and try harder. And then it just hit me. The word free just kept coming up. And I was just like, I just want to be free. I want to be free from all of this. I don't, I don't, this has consumed so much of my life. I just want to be done with these feelings. I want to be free to be fully present with my family. And I want to enjoy life and health and fitness from a healthy mindset. You know, I want to be a positive example for my girls. And um, so that was my big why to be set free um, from, from negative body image thoughts and disordered eating in order to be free to be fully present with my family and enjoy life in abundance. Um, it then occurred to me, I think I, I think one of the reasons 
I think I knew some of this all along. Um, but I think one of the reasons I had a really hard time acknowledging it, um, my big why or speaking about or admitting that I even have struggles with body image, um, was because like on some level, I believe that it wasn't aligned with my values, um, which, you know, I value my faith in God and my family. And, um, so somehow I believed that admitting that I'd struggled with body image and disordered eating, that was somehow I was just being selfish and vain with those thoughts. Um, however, after really, um, digging even deeper, I recognized that those struggles, um, that I've had for so long, you know, even since childhood has actually been a way that I've allowed, you know, Satan to continue to keep me down and keep me discouraged and feeling defeated. And so when I recognized that I saw how actually me overcoming this was very much in line with my values, Mm -hmm. my value of faith and how I value my family. And I don't want my girls to experience any of these thoughts. Um, with this mental battle, once I became aware and acknowledged all of those thoughts and feelings, everything started to come together and I was able to start moving forward, um, to, um, progressing, making progress with that. Yeah. So I love this idea of, of being free and how that idea of being free was like in many areas of your life, you know, being free from a lot of different things. Um, how, when you, when you had this, I, I had people ask this question where they're like, um, you know, I've done some of the work I've, I've thought about my why I've, I've brainstormed some stuff, but I don't really know when, how I will know, like, how will I know when I've like landed on the big why? So what was that experience for, for like you? And how was when you had this realization different than maybe when you started being like, I want to be healthy and I want to like all the other like superficial, not superficial in a bad way, but just like the surface level stuff that you initially thought was the reason why you were doing it. When you discovered this deeper why, what was the difference and how did you know that it was it? I really did. It stopped me mid run. And I honestly started sobbing like right in the middle of the greenway. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, this it's time to get busy on working on this and stop running from it, Mm. you know, like literally and (laughs) metaphorically. Yeah. 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 Um, (laughs) So so once you had this realization, what changed? Like how how did that change things for you? Realizing that I, that it was okay to, to have these struggles and that it was okay to, acknowledge them and that really that was the only way I was going to move past them um, was to acknowledge them. Um, And start asking for help around it. I think that was some of the hard things too. You know, I reached, started reaching out and coaching um, and that was hard too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To to, to talk about, to talk about it um, because it, you know, it doesn't, I, I haven't struck, I know many people struggle with, with that, with body image and those kind of things. And I never thought of myself as like, well, it's not, it's not too bad, you know, I'm, Mm -hmm. and I just kind of would glass over it, but realizing, um, 
how much I didn't realize how much it affected me and how I interact with my family um, until, you know, until I basically called it out on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, going back and realizing, I mean, simple stuff, like we would be going out to, you know, um, last summer, maybe the summer before we were going out to a friend's wedding. And I was telling my girls, you know, there's going to be, um, supper is going to be at the reception. That will be your supper tonight. So don't worry, you know, about that. I was, you know, kind of preparing them. And one of my twins, who was probably like five at the time, looked at me and they're like, well, what are you going to eat mom? Because they knew I didn't bring my food like I normally do, you know, and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I was just like, oh, well, I guess they're paying attention. Mm -hmm. You know, that mommy doesn't typically do things the way everybody else does them or Mm -hmm. I do it differently, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so is that, yeah. You said something interesting before. Um, and I kind of want to call it out a little bit. You said you talked about how, um, you had before it, it almost felt like some of your uh, goals had conflicted with your values, but on Mm -hmm. closer examination, you realize that this value of like being free actually did fit with the things that mattered most to you and your family and, and your faith and these other things that, that the goals that you had set in this realm actually aligned with those, those greater, greater values for you. Um, and so how did that, how did that shape things for you of once you had that understanding? And one reason I asked the question, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this because someone listening may have this, this may not be you, Beth, so you can kind of tell me if it resonates with you. But one of the things that I hear a lot from people is um, they struggle with health and fitness goals because on some level they feel like it's very superficial or it's very vain or it's like, it doesn't have a bigger purpose. It's like, I want to lose 10 pounds and it feels like it's vain to even say that. And sometimes we like judge our goals for these, for these reasons. And um, I think one of the things that I love that you kind of brought up is sometimes these uh, the deeper why behind it is not always the just, I want to lose 10 pounds, but what that represents to you and what it means and who you have to become in the process of reaching for that goal and, and the, the work that you have to do and uncover in yourself as you go for it. And so figuring out, is there actually an alignment? Is it actually superficial or is there actually an alignment with what I want to create and what my values are? So I don't know if that, that resonates with you, Beth, but I know that that will resonate with someone because I have people all the time tell me they like judge their goals for being very superficial or um, very vain. And I think what I'm hearing from you is like you, there may have been what somebody else may have termed as like a vain desire for you. But when you got down deeper into it, it really was a deeper longing, a deeper meaning and a deeper thing that fit with your values. So I don't know if that, that, um, if that resonates at all with you. Um, but I love that you brought up values because I think when we can get really clear on what our values are, it helps us to make sure that we're setting goals that are aligned with where we, what matters to us and what we want to do with our lives. Um, what were some of the, was there anything else that, you know, you talked about this powerful moment that you had with figuring out your big why, were there any other aha moments or things that were um, created a shift for you where it was like, Oh, like I remember this moment or I finally understood this and it changed things for me. Yeah, I had a, I had a couple of those. Um, and one of them was realizing I, how my, I have some perfectionistic tendencies in several areas that played into, um, like this cycle of fear of 
failure and fear of success in how I set my goals. Like if I set this, I want to set this goal um, and felt like I had to be perfect and not necessarily meeting the goal, but in, in the ways I um, wanted to meet the goal and didn't really realize that I was, that the perfectionistic part was keeping me from um, setting setting those goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did, you know, I had this aha moment um, when I realized that I was like, no, I don't, I don't have to, um, I can go ahead and set a goal of doing a pull-up because if I don't, what the worst thing that could happen is I don't do it. Mm-hmm. But then I've put all this work into it and it just gets me closer there to the goal. It might take me longer to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did let go of a lot of um, fear of failure. Um, and um, then with the fear of success, it was like, once I do succeed in the pull up, the, the fear of like, oh no, what if I can't continue to do it or do it again? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I let go. I, I was able to let go of, of all of that. Um, through, throughout the, um, my macros, this macros journey, um, and kind of backtracking a little bit, um, to before that was because I kept on saying the word letting go, but part of that, um, my big why I had to let go of a lot of things. Um, and for me, that was letting go of the idea that if I let go of my fears or my struggles with body image and disordered eating, that it would not lead me down a path of unhealthy choices. Um, yes. Yeah. So it was finding that shift because I also had a fear that if I say I'm going to let go and I'm going to accept my body, I'm going to accept everything for what it is, for what it is right now. Um, that does not mean that I'm going to go on the other extreme of, you know, not making healthy choices because, um, realizing that I can do both. I can both accept my body and accept that I want to reach, you know, this goal of my, of my big why. And also, um, treat my body, um, healthily and, um, still challenge myself, um, to become the, you know, healthiest, strongest version of me that I can be. So, yeah, I think that's so powerful. I I love that you called that out because that is a very, it is a reason that a lot of times we hold on to, to these things is because on some level we think that if we let go, we're going to swing to the other side and we're going to be, you know, never go to the gym and we're going to eat all the unhealthy things and we're going to go blow up like a balloon. And, you know, and so there's this, like, it's like trying to hold sand and just like hold it tighter and tighter and tighter. But what we don't realize is like when you try to hold sand and you try to hold it tighter and tighter, it just like leaks out the sides of your fingers, right? It's like the tighter you try to hold on to something, the more you aren't able to hold on to it. And so how do you actually hold sand in your hand? You you kind of open it and you like cup it and you don't mm-hmm. hold tightly to it. And that doesn't swing you to that other side. It just allows you to let go of, of that grip that you had, that you thought was what was protecting you and realize that you don't need a grip 
to protect you. So yeah. I love that you, that you pointed that out. Um, is there anything else that you want to make sure someone who's listening, maybe who is in, you know, was you last year, who's in the situation that you felt like you were in that you would like to say to her as words of advice after what you've you know learned? Yeah, I think one of the um, biggest things that helped me um, get to the place of um, being intentional and being present with my family were um, replacing um, the thoughts I was having, the, the negative thoughts with the affirmations and empowering thoughts. And initially I struggled with that. So I would say, you know, if that's something that, you know, you struggle with, a lot of us struggle with, you know, negative thoughts. Um, I just, what helped me was I just started to identify and call out specifically the thoughts that were coming up in my brain. Um, those thoughts that I just needed to speak back to. And then I was able to replace those thoughts, um, giving me more intention and focus with those affirmations and making them applicable to my journey so that I could tell myself that I am a wife and mom that is fully present and I, and I do make intentional choices and, um, that I can, I feel my best when I fuel for success. And those were some of my top affirmations that I would say and started replacing those negative thoughts with. I love it. So. Thanks for, thanks for sharing those examples. So you guys can take mm. those affirmations. You can use them yourself. Those were, those were beautiful. Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thanks for sharing what you've learned and hopefully people are listening and, you know, can take it and, and help them to be able to um, reach their goals and to, to move forward. I, I love this concept of like learning from other people and especially the people who have gone before us. So thanks so much for sharing. I hope that you enjoyed that interview with Beth and that you took something away that you can apply to your own journey. We all know that learning is great, but it is in the application that things really start to change. So thanks for being here on Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.